What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Molo here from Grunball. Kingsley turns that far sideways. Brian the game is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got the big boss. The hot sauce goes by the name of Mark Stallybrass. Mark, how's it going? It's going well, thanks. Awesome. Well, great great to talk to you again, have you on the show. You are a repeat offender here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, and uh, we're in the thick of things, man. Three rounds down so far in the uh, the Rockstar Energy Drink um, CMRC Pro Motocross Nationals, and uh, it's been amazing racing. Multiple changes in the, in the points for both classes, as well as multiple winners. I know you're a huge fan of this sport. That's why you do what you do. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. Well, every moto so far, you know, I can't, I can't think of a bad moto that we've had. Just we've had fantastic racing, uh, not just at, in the lead, in the lead two or three or four or whatever, but um, you know, also, no, I won't say back in the pack, but in the, you know, within the top ten, it's always, it's been really good. Like we've had, you know, I, I don't know if people saw the archive video of um, Prince George, but. With Gerke making, or not Gerke, but uh, Purcell winning by it was point zero eight seconds in the yeah. second mo- semi- second MX one moto. That was just, it was phenomenal. And um, you know, it's not going on for thirty five minutes, but uh, you know what happens at the end is quite critical. So, uh, and same same with this past weekend in Calgary. It was every moto like MX two and MX one. It was just fantastic racing. And you know, I haven't checked the lap the lap times, but I don't think the leaders won by more than two or two seconds or three seconds. Yeah, they're uh, uh, right at the end of the first 450 moto. Uh, Matt Gerke hot on the tail of one uh, Dylan Epstein, and then uh, uh, when when Gerke was able to get the, I believe it was he got the second moto uh, victory. Uh, he had uh, um, Colton. Was it Fast Yotes? Uh, okay, it was, uh, yeah. was feeling shades of 2010 where uh, he's felt like uh, had a lot of success that particular year and uh, obviously is guaranteed to spend a, a lot of time at uh, the, the Calgary Raceway. Um, it's been in- interesting to see. And like you said, like uh, the, the battles have been constant and the uh, th- these guys have a lot of uh, ferocity all the way through uh, the, the top ten. You have guys like uh, Tyler Medaglia, Cade Clayson that are, uh, are filling those, those spots out and, uh, and they're not they're they're fighting for their position which is great to see especially early in this season which uh that only creates more animosity and and, and some more fun that going down the road yeah you know i'm i'm really happy with the way tyler's riding he uh you know in in cam loops he did really well while he's he's been in the top 10 every i think every moto but uh you know there's there's a guy who's he's kind of been overlooked you can say for I can say at least the last three or four years, 
you know, as far as being a, a top Canadian. But, you know, last year he proved proved himself by finishing sixth overall. Um, and, you know, he's been on the podium a couple times. So I think that's a that's been, a uh, well, maybe a surprise to a lot of people, maybe not to him, but uh, he's been riding fantastic. And, you know, like you said, well, Cade Clayson, uh, Tim Trombley, who's new to the series, he's been in the mix all the time. So it really is it, – it, Getting into the top ten is no, no easy feat. Absolutely no, and the, the the talent level that has come up to to race this series has almost been an embarrassment of riches over the last couple of years. Well, of course, last year we had. Uh, uh, David Millsaps come up, yeah. and he did an amazing job. And uh, unfor- uh, we, we knew almost before the end of the last year that he wasn't going to be able to return to vend his number one plate. But uh, uh, by, by some miracle of, of s- situations, we've got Christophe Purcell, who is a world-class talent, and uh, given the, uh, the the regulars some fits out there, and uh, honestly putting in some pretty gutsy performances from a guy that I think a lot of people would have questioned his uh, intestinal fortitude coming in. Well, I was I I personally had never seen Christoph race before, um, you know, especially outdoors. But um, you, know, you know, coming into the series, I, I, I was told if he, if he's on his game, if he's a hundred percent on his game, he's going to dominate. And if he's you know not not feeling feeling the best uh, mentally or physically, however, um, you know, they said you know maybe a f- fifth or sixth. So. He's been he's been pretty consistent. He didn't have a good weekend this past weekend. He crashed in the second row off yep. the start. Worked his way up to eighth, which is pretty admirable. But um, you know, even in the first moto, he didn't have the greatest start. I think it was maybe fifth or sixth or something like that. But it just shows you how deep the field is because you know by the time he he got into third, it, like the top two guys were almost gone. So that you know he I I I don't know if he's surprised or you know taken back at the competition level here but you know two-time world champion two-time supercross champion comes up and he you know he hasn't put one one moto scores together yet so that just uh says a lot about uh the the, the depth of field th- these days for sure and, and and just the riders that are, are rising to the occasion and getting those great starts i know uh, off air before we started uh, hit record on this thing we we're talking a little bit about dylan epstein a rather uh, a bit of an a, an unknown, uh, mostly a 250 guy, especially in the 250 uh, in Supercross class, um, uh, coming up and uh, with that the nut up Kawasaki, and uh, so far he's stolen two moto wins out of six, and uh, and honestly been getting those starts and uh, running away with it a little bit. If he's able to con- like keep that uh, that that gap, he'd even win more motos. I think uh, he was maybe a little bit gassed at the end of uh, moto one with uh, with with. Gurky on his tail, but uh, nevertheless, mm-hmm. that is a really cool wrinkle to kind of add to the series. Maybe some, not something that you were counting on rolling in. No, not at all. No one really knew. Like Dylan was up here a year or two ago, riding the yeah. MX2 class. But um, yeah, he's like this past weekend. I I would say he was without a doubt the fastest rider. Unfortunately, he had a had a fall in the second moto and got got uh, fourth. But um, you know, he's, he's been a pleasant surprise and, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, 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 uh, Kevin Benoit is not, not, uh, racing the, well, the last two, or he, he it sounds like he's going to come back at his own race at Notre Dame de Bonconseil. So when he comes back, you know, like you, you can still list, 
you can still list five or six guys that can take the moto win. You know, there's guys like Michael Lessie. You know, he hasn't had the best start. You know, he came off a, a, a broken collarbone in Supercross, plus he had to change from riding Hondas all winter to Kawasaki. So he's, and for the uh, first he, time ever as a professional, not wear number 800. Well, he he ran he ran, he ran two, number two right. in Cal- Calgary, right. but that was not even for a moto because he would well, yeah, he had a bruised sternum at that time. But yeah, I think as well. Anyway, yeah, you know, Mike, uh, you know, Mike, he wasn't quite on the paces this time. He, I think, he went five five, but he had, I think, he whole shot one moto and he was right up there for for the second. So you know, he's he's finding his way as well. So. You know, like I said, it's 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 kind of anybody's game. And after the first two rounds, people were thinking that Purcell was just going to take it and run away with it. But this past weekend in Calgary, it was a different story. So that's hey, it, that's that's what's exciting. You know, all all I want to see is well, I I'd like to see a different modal winner every 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 weekend. So yeah, uh, that's that's you know that's that's pretty well what's happening so far. We've had it's like uh, throw these guys in the blender and see what happens. What we haven't seen yet is that uh, unbelievable uh, performance from a guy like uh, Colton Fasciati, but he's been turned up from from last year. Obviously, uh, uh, given the fact that he he was he came in injured and then sustained more injuries as the mm-hmm. season progressed, uh, I feel like he is riding with more confidence. I feel like he's very comfortable on that Honda, and uh, that that uh, comfortable feeling is starting to show in some better results, including that that second moto where uh, basically he went uh, he went punch for punch with a guy that's taken home this championship himself. Well, you know, with, with Colton, something that I kind of scratch my head about is. He hasn't raced since he hurt himself back in the end of July in Pleasant Valley. Yeah. So, you know, he goes down to Georgia or wherever he goes to to do his training and all that, and he comes in, you know, fit and so on. But Just cold as far as the chops goes. Well, there's a guy who, uh, if he was racing even twice as much as he does now, I I don't think anybody would be able to catch him. So that that being said, he's kind of had a – a slow start in, in Colton's uh, terms, but um, you know I, I think if he gets himself a, a good start, like a first, second, third place start, and you know grabs on the lead, I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to touch him. So uh, I just want to pick your brain a little bit about the the newest track uh, that we've actually been able to, uh, to, to to lay knobbies on was in Prince George. Uh, is it Prince George? Yeah, yep. Prince George, and uh, and that track completely new to the series. Um, the the lap times were quite short as far as uh, as far as the, the the racers navigating the track. What were your thoughts on uh, the execution and uh, what they were able to do with that track in the time from when they when they were announced they were getting a national to uh, when they were able to execute it just this last weekend or two weekends ago? Well, the the, the club did an amazing job. Um, you know the. the the amount of work that went on to the track wasn't huge from the time, like I flew out there in, in October to have a look at the, the track and the facility. Um, you know, they, they put a lot of sand on the track. Um, you know, they had Stu McQueen work in the track as well as, uh, Justin Thompson was out there doing some of his magic. So, you know, the, the, the track was in, in really good shape, but the, the biggest thing that really was a, sh- not a shocker, but was eye opening was, what they what they put into the facility, um, they you know they they put uh, 
gravel down on the pits. They wiped out about a couple acres of trees to make for bigger uh, pit parking. Um, they widened the road coming in. Like, like This is all stuff that adds up to a lot of money. So they took it quite seriously. Um, you know, in terms of the track, you know, it was a, it was a little moist on uh, Saturday morning for the amateurs, but it, it dried up and it turned out to be good for the end of the day. But that really was a, a godsend for Sunday because with the amount of moisture that was in, in the, in the track, it, it helped, it allowed the, uh, the, the, the crew to be able to stay on top of the dust and keep it in excellent condition all day long. I couldn't be happier with, it was a first year event. Uh, you know, we had, we had good, uh, spectator turnout. Um, you know, there was a little, there was a, a, a lack of parking, shall I say, for the spectators, but, uh, there was a couple of dealers, uh, Cycle North and, uh, sorry about it, I forget the other one, but they, they contributed side by sides. There was, they were shuttling people up and down the road and they, they got a, they got a, uh, transport van or a passenger van to, to get everybody up and down. So I, honestly, I didn't hear, hardly any complaints like the, the the riders alone not one of them complained in fact every every one of them was just raving about the track uh which is something that i saw when i when i went out there the first thing obviously that i looked at was the track it's um you know on the side of the hill on a, a big hill with lots of good ups, ups and downs and um you know it's it's kind of real motocross as far you know old, old school motocross as far as i'm concerned so um, all in all, I don't think we could have done, done much better than what we did. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a... That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. Amigos, the brand, 
cereal these Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know this, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. 
Two strokes? Check. Four strokes? Check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe Exhaust System is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel works, and the brand new Cone Look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Lininovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Absolutely, and the track showed up great on uh, on the the broadcast from Connects to Share. And let's touch on that next. Um, a new wrinkle to uh, this particular year is that uh, the boys are back. Both uh, Brian Coster and uh, Mark Mark Travers. These guys are iconic within Canadian moto. I believe there's a uh, those two are a good number of the reason why a lot of worldwide fans are able to find those ra- those races on YouTube to watch them and enjoy the the battles that ensue having those two guys uh, working together on race day no longer uh, doing a, pr- uh, a post-production version of the motos I'm sure uh, as for, I'm sure they're doing it for the the TSN coverage but the connection yeah. here stuff is absolutely unbelievable and uh, I, it's 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 easy to get on my phone as long as I got a Wi-Fi or, or a, de- a decent connection to MTS was not down. Um, I can uh, I can watch it and I can enjoy it. And uh, there's nobody that calls a race like uh, like Mark Travers. And uh, if that's a great thing or a, or a or not so great thing, maybe that's uh, neither here nor there. Yeah, you know the two of them really complement each other. Um, like I, I I stand beside them almost uh, when I, like I call the races for the TV. Like I direct the cameras. But anyways, um, you know, I, like I've, I've got my headphones on, so I can't hear everything that they say, but I just look at them. They're just jumping around and Travers's arms are flailing all over and, 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 uh, Coster is just, you know, he, <laughs> you can tell when he gets excited, he's got this big vein in his, in his neck <laughs> that just protrudes when he, when he starts getting really excited. So, you know, those, those guys are fantastic. And, and, you know, one, one thing that probably no one knows, is and this is relative to uh manitoba too this the the Kamloops race was the first time that mark travers saw a a race live since i believe it was 2000 at gruntfall he's always been in the the uh the, the media bus or the tv yeah, bus yeah yeah um playing he was directing so um you know with him to with him to come out obviously he's really excited uh but yeah, you know what what people have been seeing on TV. It's uh, it's the same, if not more, uh, entertaining when you hear them live. That I don't know. I put it this way: I haven't heard a a better pair in the in the sport. Absolutely, they're they're one of a kind, and those guys feed you off each other like an old married couple. It's it's too fun. I love uh, the fact that if you're new to watching Canadian moto, you would assume that there's someone out there named Fasioats or F- Fasioidi or something along Fat those lines. Yeah, Fasi- yeah, it's just like who who's who's Fasioats? Like, yeah, I know, like, I know. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But well, uh, that's that. Yeah, something that uh, you know. <laughs> Trust me, I've I, I've mentioned it to them more than ten times of trying to cut back on the on the nicknames, but they yeah. they seem to uh, it just comes out naturally for them. So yeah, yeah, it's it's you know something I guess people have to have to. 
start learning on on all of the terms. For sure, and honestly, the good on them for for I, I commend I commend the two of them for doing so because they they don't bend the way they uh, announce to um to like to to appease a certain amount of listener I, or, or a viewer. I think that there's an uh, an overwhelming majority of people who are coming back again and again and again. And if there's anybody, everybody new that's watching uh, Canadian motor or motocross in general, they're usually with people who are seasoned veterans. Who might be able to answer those questions sight on scene when those when those broadcasts are being done? Like I don't think there's a lot of people who uh, are, are are watching totally alone, never seen motocross before. So there's always those people that can fill them in, and uh, that's something that I always gripe about about Supercross is when they're talking about the the red Honda or the green Kawasaki or uh, what's a tear off, and I'm just like, oh, it just they kind of like it almost kind of. Uh, I was talking to uh, David Bailey about this, about it, it kind of dumbed down the the broadcast for. For and whereas in football they talk about the cover two, the Tampa two, the uh, a four three, a three four set, the that and the other thing, and it, like the the fans seem like they're they're, they're the knowledgeable ones. So I, I think it's really cool. Um, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, you know I, I can see both things. You know, as as a hardcore enthusiast, you, you don't need to be to have uh, have the terminology or the rules or anything that like that explained. But when you look at Supercross, they're they're broadcasting to millions now, and their TV oh, yeah. ratings are going up. So there's not a million motocrossers out there, or, or you know, even motocross enthusiasts. So there are a lot of new people to the sport. So you know, maybe they are getting back to the basics. Um, well, obviously they are, and I'm sure they're yeah. I'm sure they're getting that direction from the higher ups because they, you know you have to appeal to the the newbies and and the seasoned vets as well. For sure, and, and like uh, new new people, new eyes on the sport is always a good thing. Now, before I let you go, uh, Mark, and this is something that uh, hit close to home, and is the fact that uh, when you started doing these nationals, uh, FXR wasn't even a company, and for the most part, they were known as F2R, even in the early 2000s, and, right. uh, um, and, and I'm sure uh, even the guys that worked there would admit, not the flashiest and maybe not the most uh, um, highest quality uh, garments hitting the, hitting the, st- uh, hitting the shelves and those those earliest of years but you've seen that brand go from like a bunch of random manitoba guys like adam pfeiffer and uh, josh josh penner showing up and wearing uh, uh what gear that kind of looked like pajamas to now a a full-blown uh series sponsor with uh having team deals and uh top flight riders uh wearing enjoying and excelling within those that gear and uh, i gotta ha- have take my hat off to the guys uh they do a great job and uh they're 100 percent canadian yeah milt has definitely done just a he's a you know a success story in canada that is for sure you know with it obviously the snowmobile market is the meat, meat and potatoes of uh of, of fxr um which i proudly proudly wear that in my snowmobiling in the winter all the time it's the best stuff out there and that's without prejudice but um yeah you know they they made the corporate decision that it was you know they 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 had the snowmobile uh, apparel going in the direction that they wanted and they wanted to focus on motocross cuz i think that was well you know when it comes to milt that was one of two of his hobbies which is motocross and snowmobiling right but um you know and then then you know kind of all all at once well the first year they came on board the second year Andy White, uh, he joined FXR and he's, 
he's really got his ear to the grindstone when it comes when it in, when it comes down to riders. So he really, um, <laughs> as I say, Andy Andy can can t- can turn a can turn a, uh, a dime into a into a penny any time with the, the way he does his budgeting. But uh, he's um, he's got you know not just in Canada but even in the states he's got quite a number of, of riders. You know, in the MX1 class he hasn't got a top dog there. But you look at Sean Moffenbeier, who's he's uh, right on the on the tail of Cole Thompson right now. He's wearing FXR, and there there is there's not not just the people on the track but it's amazing to see how much FXR casual apparel people have that are walking around the pit. So it really has been a good transformation for FXR from other brands and kind of makes me look good too with, uh, with them sponsoring the series and, and their, you know, their, their sales and whole marketing efforts are going in the direction that they've been planning all along. Absolutely, it's 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 on an upward trend, and I feel like uh, the gear gets uh, better looking every year, especially with that high vis stuff. Easy to find them on the track. Um, switching our focus only for a minute to uh, the the MX2 class. Uh, again, tons of uh, a few different winners and uh, some unfortunate uh, circumstances for one Sean Moffenbier at the second round in Prince George, but otherwise mm-hmm. the guy has been unbelievable and now knocking on the door again uh, as far as a uh, uh, as as the points are concerned well you know i said i said to uh said to sean afterwards uh, after the second moto this past weekend you know at the podium i said i said you're kind of making it hard on yourself but thank you because this is making for amazing tv because he's you know i think well he he went down on both motos and worked his way uh up to the lead and then actually i won't say left cole but he put a good good uh cushion on cole i i would say he's with the with the first three rounds, I would say he's been the fastest rider. He hasn't had had the the best of luck. You know, he hit a rock in a rut at Prince George, which uh, blew out his uh, his water pump, and he, he just overheated and seized. But um, he's you can see that he's really stepped up. I think well his his riding obviously, but I I really do think he stepped up his training too. The guy's a bull. And, you know, he just muscles that bike around. He's been doing, doing really well. So I think he's given Cole fits. Cole, uh, you know, Cole's probably back at the drawing board right now to figure out what he's got to do to be able to keep the pace of, of Sean and stay in front of him throughout the race. I, I totally agree. I think for the first time uh, uh, since uh, in a little while, uh, Cole Thompson maybe have come in, uh, maybe not underprepared, but just uh, underestimated his competition a little bit in Sean Moffenbeier. I think last year they were, he was able to handle him quite well, and then there was uh, a couple of races that really just hampered uh, uh, Sean's ability to swing uh, from from how far he was in, in the points. I think, uh, like obviously, uh, Regina was a big uh, uh, a, like a, a disaster for him last year. Uh, having yeah. been docked because of the red flag, and then the following race, I believe he had an engine trouble, so that took put him back yeah. almost forty points in one particular day. So, uh, like I think, uh, with some consistency, and obviously, uh, if, if the kid can uh, can really start to excel in the sand, where of course that's where Cole uh, uh, seems to be most most comfortable, uh, that uh, these guys will, will definitely be battling it out all the way through to the checkered flag at the final round. Yeah, I, I can see Sean being pretty pumped about this coming weekend. He's got he has to have a ton of confidence right now with the the way he's riding and the results he's had, and, and the fact that he's 
caught and passed and left Cole. Um, you know, he's, it's, well, if he stays on two wheels and his bike stays in one piece, then I, I can't see, I can't see anybody catching him. But, um, you know, as far as Cole goes, I don't know if he underestimated Sean. It's just, you know, he didn't know how much of a, how, how much Sean turned up the, the volume, so to speak, in terms of his riding and his speed. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty strong out there. So, We'll see. We'll see how Sean does in the sand. He's been racing the series for numerous years, so I'm, um, you know, I, he's got he's got the experience at, at the Eastern tracks. We'll see if um, if he can just keep up the pace and stay in front of Cole or you know whoever else is behind him. You know, like guys like Jess Pettis. He's another another guy who's been been doing really well. He had some bad luck this past weekend, but he he did well in PG and in front of his hometown fans, and he was riding really well same same within Kamloops so you know once again um you know you have you have riders like Jacob Hayes he's he's a guy that's been been improving every weekend so the as far as having different modal winners uh at um at the different rounds I can see that I can see that happening obviously with Cole Cole and Sean are now the favorites to be one and two whichever way they finish but um I think the, there's still a couple guys that haven't shown everything that they're capable of. Yeah, I think you're right, man. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be turning things up in uh, in Regina this weekend. Where can people go to uh, to get some last minute tickets? Because uh, clock's ticking, my friend. I leave for uh, for for Regina on uh, on Friday afternoon. Can't wait to see you there. Yeah, well, people can save five bucks and go on to amexnationals.ca and, and purchase their, purchase their tickets there. Um, you know, when they do that, go in and print off a ticket and show it at the gate and you're in. Oh. Um, well, that's, that's pretty well the only place to, uh, to get pre-sales, but obviously there's, uh, you can, you can purchase your check, your gate fee at, at the front entrance as well. Um, well, that, that covers that. Excellent. Well, go on to uh, save yourself the five bucks. End up spending it on a T-shirt once you're in the facility, and and come on out to uh, the Regina Motocross facility this last this weekend. I'm excited to be there. Can't wait to uh, see you there both Saturday and Sunday. You're always there checking out Amateur Day and seeing how the track develops. I like that about uh, how you run things, my friend. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I haven't missed a haven't missed a national in 25 years, so I guess it means I'll be there for. For both both of these uh, both of these well Saturday and Sunday. In fact, I fly in on Thursday. Fair but as, as I as I wrote in in the latest issue of MXP, by the end of the by the end of the season, it'll be about 204 or 205 nationals that I've been to in in the 25 years. So um, you know, I love it, and I still have intentions of making things bigger and better. Absolutely. We'll continue to build, my friend. Really appreciate you giving me some time today here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up with you again as the series goes along. Um, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Thanks for having me.